1: This is your FBI.
2: This is your FBI. The official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation.
1: The subject of our FBI file, Extortion. Its title, The Bridal Shakedown.
2: Why intelligent people become criminals will probably always be a mystery. After all, even average intelligence is all that's required to teach a person that crime does not pay. In the past 25 years, tremendous strides have been made in learning what makes us humans click. But there are still many unknown factors. So it is difficult to explain why a person with a good IQ, an individual with many qualities and abilities which should enable him to earn an honest living, would rather risk prison than settle down and go to work. We must never for a minute underestimate the brain power of many criminals who match their wits against the forces of law and order. The sad truth is that they are often very intelligent and industrious. Tonight's FBI file is a case in point. Tonight's file opens in a gymnasium and health club located in the business district of a large eastern city. In a small room in this establishment, a muscular rubber is giving a young man a massage. Too heavy, Mr. Spencer?
3: Oh, feel good, Herb. Uh, Up around the back
1: of my neck a little.
3: Uh, Sure. Big night last night, Mr. Spencer? Uh, Murders. I'll take it easier on the head. (laughs) Uh, Common complaint today. Everybody's got hangovers. Were you all out together? Uh, to tell you the truth,
1: I don't know where I was. Huh? It's a new thing with me now. I have so many drinks and draw a blank.
3: Hey, that's bad.
1: Uh, I know. That's all behind me, Herb. I'm on the wagon as of today.
3: Yeah,
1: I won't do you no know, harm.
3: When are you getting married, Mister Spencer? Two weeks. Oh, that's well.
1: <laughs> I kind of like it myself. Well, you will live. Okay. Thanks.
3: You just relax there, a while, Mr. Spencer. Right. (sighs) If you should fall asleep, when would you like me to call you? In an hour. Take it easy.
1: Okay, Herb. Who's that? Hello, Mr. Spencer. Hmm. Uh, Who are you? Uh, My name is Kent. Joe Kent. Uh, what do you want? I'd like to talk to you. What about? <laughs> it's a personal matter. Mind if I sit up? Look, I'm trying to get a little sleep. I can wait. What's all this about? I'm a friend of Lucy's. Who's Lucy? <laughs> you kidding? I asked you a question. I suppose you don't remember last night, even. No, I don't. Last night, you and Lucy got married. You heard me. Uh, Is this a rib of some kind? You think so? Take a look at this. Marriage license. Is that your signature? Oh. Oh, yes. You'll also find your name on the register of the Central Hotel... You and Lucy spent your honeymoon there. I don't know anyone named Lucy. We just met her last night. It was a real quick romance. Look, I'm already engaged. I'm getting married in two weeks. Mr., you're already married. I don't believe you. Okay, suppose you check up on this marriage license. Take it. It's a photostack copy. Lucy has the original. Well, you can also check the register of the Central Hotel. Then you'll hear from me later. (laughs)
4: more coffee, Wayne? No, thanks, Mother. I can't tell you what a pleasure it is for us to be having breakfast together.
1: <laughs> you mean novelty, don't you? <laughs>
4: well, anyway, I am grateful.
1: <laughs> Mother, hmm? did you hear me come home night before last?
4: Night before last? Why, well, <laughs> Wayne, you didn't come home at all. I, I thought you stayed at the club.
1: Oh, of course, that, that's right, I did.
4: Why do you ask?
1: Nothing important.
4: Oh goodness, I almost forgot. A special delivery letter came for you early this morning. Here, dear. Thank you, mother. I didn't know if it were important enough to waken you. Something
1: wrong? Excuse me, mother. I'll see you later.
2: Several hours later in the local FBI field office, Wayne Spencer's mother is being greeted by Special Agent Jim Taylor. Won't you sit down, Mrs.
3: Spencer? Thank you, Mr.
4: Taylor.
2: How can I do for you?
4: Well, um, this is a matter concerning my son. Yes. He uh he he doesn't know I've come here to see you, but I, I just had to.
3: Now, what is it, Mrs. Spencer?
4: Wayne received a special delivery letter this morning. And when he read it, I could see that it upset him very much. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I tried to question him about it, but he left the breakfast table and walked out.
3: Now, go on, please.
4: Uh, well, in his excitement, he left the letter behind, and I, I did something I've never done before in my life. I, I read that letter. And? It was sent anonymously. It demanded that he pay $50,000 to straighten out some matter. It also said that if he didn't pay, his impending marriage would be ruined and he would suffer bodily harm.
3: I see. Well, did you bring that letter with you, Mrs. Spencer?
4: Oh, yes, yes, I have it right here. Here you
3: are. Thank you. Anyone else handle this other than you and your son? Oh, no. Why? I want to have it analyzed, fingerprints. Uh,
4: Mr. Taylor... As I told you, my son doesn't know I've come here.
3: Oh, Mrs. Spencer, you did the right thing in coming. This is an extortion letter. Now, whether the basis for the threat is real or imagined, the sender has broken the law, and it's our job to find him. I'd like to go and talk to your son at once.
1: Huh? Were you sleeping? Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe I was. I don't know how you do it. What do you mean? Sleep at a time like this. What are you talking about? I'm waiting for that guy Spencer to call. I swear to you, all afternoon I've been so nervous I've broken two fingernails. Lucy, I spent two months laying this thing out. Nothing can go wrong. You'll really think he married me? Well, license is legitimate, ain't it? Yeah, but you married me with that license, not him. I'd worked ten hours a day practicing his signature. He'll think he signed it. Same thing with a hotel register. You honestly think he drew a blank that night? Baby, that Mickey I fed him took care of that. Well, I still can't believe he'll call. He... He's got to call. Look at the spot he's in. But this girl, you mean. That's right. Did you give him our number in the letter? No, I was stupid. I I called that health club. Left a message for him to call here. Oh. Say, I just thought of something. What now? Well, with us being already married and then getting married again the other night, does that make us bigamous? No, just me. Why? Because you've got two heads. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, gee, this yeah. have.
3: Hello? Uh, Mr. Spencer calling you, Mr. Kent. Oh, put him on. Right. Go ahead, please. Hello?
1: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Spencer. Are you the man that came to the health club? Yeah, that's right. I received your letter this morning. Well? I'd like to see you. Oh, come around here. What's your address? It's uh, Lake Apartments, 82 Maple. What time? Six o'clock. Very well. Uh, see you later, Mr. Spencer. Well,
5: honey,
4: what I tell you? Go ahead, Mr. Taylor.
3: After you, please.
4: Very well. Let me take your hat.
3: Surely.
4: Here you are. that you, Maya? Yes, Wayne. That's your son? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll come this way, please. Thanks.
1: I'm here in the living room, Mother.
4: Wayne, I've, uh, brought home company. Really? Darling, I want you to meet Mr. Taylor. This is my son, Wayne.
3: How do you do, Mr. Spencer?
4: Wayne, Mr. Taylor is a special agent of the FBI. Oh? I, I asked him to come here because, well, I... When I read the letter you received this morning, I had to. I saw how it upset
3: you. Oh, Mother, you don't have to make a Supreme Court case of it. There's nothing too terrible about reading a letter. Spencer, any idea who sent it to you? Yes, I have. Really? Was that clown,
1: Frank Blakely. You know, that boy I play squash with.
5: But, but, why should oh, he... Oh, Mother, the
1: whole thing was a practical joke. What? How do you know? Oh, Frank's a practical joker. I suspected him immediately. I confronted him with a letter today, and he confessed all.
5: Oh, thank
4: you. you.
1: So, I'm afraid, Mr. Taylor, you're on a wild
3: goose chase.
4: Oh, my goodness, that's so...
3: I do apologize, Mr. Taylor. (laughs) Oh, that isn't necessary. I'm delighted that it turned out the way it has. Most extortion cases haven't this happy an ending. Do you handle many of them, do you? Well, enough of them to have worked up a pretty strong loathing for the people who send threatening letters. How many do you catch? I don't want to sound immodest, but we bet pretty close to a thousand. Well. Mr. Spencer, I guess I'd better be running along.
4: Joe,
1: that must be him It could be Who is it? Wayne Spencer Oh, okay Ah, Hi, Mr. Spencer Hello Oh, come on in Very well Wayne, huh. oh Wayne, baby, oh, sh- that's Lucy, your wife,
3: oh.
1: oh, honey, don't you remember me, no, well that certainly isn't very, about Lucy, Mr. Spencer came here to talk business, let's give him a chance, okay, now, uh, first, did you check on the, uh, marriage license in the hotel, yes, and, uh, it could, be my signature, when I've been drinking, Mr. Spencer, I've told you Look, right along. we're wasting time. Now, I'll concede that I probably got drunk and married this girl, and, and you've apparently set a price for her calling the marriage off. Let's get right onto that. <laughs> it's a pleasure to do business with you. How much? Well, you got my letter. $50,000. That's out of the question. What's your idea of a payoff? I have it right here with me. $2,000. Two $2,000? Why, you cheap... Uh, quiet. Look, Mr. Spencer, 2,000 don't even get you inside the ground. That's all I can raise. Don't give me that.
3: I'm telling you the truth.
1: Look, your mother's got scratch, your girlfriend's loaded. That has nothing to do with me. Well, best I can do for you is um, uh, not 10% off for cash. The best you can do? Yeah, that's right. Why do you figure so strongly in this? No, friend of the family. Then I'd advise you to take this $2,000. do not you do it, Joe. Uh, don't worry, sweetheart. I won't. Very well. You leave only one course of action. What's that? I'm going to the FBI. Huh? On what grounds? That was an extortion letter I received today. They'd be very happy to prosecute you for sending it. Is that a fact? Yes. Now will you take the 2000 No. And I'm going to turn you in. You're not going any place. Uh, uh... Joe, I'm glad you hit
5: him.
2: What a piker. Fear is the extortioner's stock in trade. The dictionary defines fear as the painful emotion caused by a sense of impending danger or evil. The key word here is impending. The extortioner often manages to create a sense of danger where none actually exists. Take Wayne, for instance. There was really no need for him to have gone to Joe's apartment. There he made his biggest mistake. And impending danger became real danger. For as Special Agent Taylor said, the extortion letter itself constituted the real crime. If ever you should be threatened illegally, your FBI urges you to recognize this point. To refuse to be bullied. To call upon your law enforcement officials. And to remember also, an extortioner rarely stops after his first successful attempt. Tonight's file continues in Special Agent Taylor's apartment. It is after midnight. He is just preparing for bed as... Hello? Hello?
3: Oh, yes, Mrs. Spencer.
4: I'm terribly sorry to
3: disturb you. Oh, that's quite all right.
4: I-, I called your office and they gave me your home number.
3: What's on your mind? Did you get the money? Mrs. Spencer, I'll come right over to your house.
4: Come right in the living room, Mr. Taylor. Thank you. Oh, I am grateful to you for coming over. That's
3: my job, Mrs. Spencer.
4: i not to cater to a nervous woman's
3: fears. Well, I'm sorry to say it looks like your fears are justified.
4: About the extortion note?
3: Yes, your son's getting that 2000 from your lawyer. It certainly makes it appear he wanted it for a payoff.
4: Oh, but he told us this afternoon that the note was a practical joke. It
3: uh, was just to alleviate our suspicion, I imagine.
4: Where could he be now? That's the important thing. We, we have no idea where he's gone. Tell
3: me, did he mention anything to your lawyer as to where he might be going?
4: No, he just said he was going to his club, the health club.
3: Hmm. Have you called them?
4: Oh, yes. What did they tell you? He called earlier this afternoon. What for? To see if he'd gotten any messages.
3: And he? Oh, I didn't ask. He could have been contacting the club because he expected a message there. I'll phone them at once.
1: Joe, he's coming too. yeah. Well, should I get him some ice or something? What for? That lump on his head. Don't leave him alone. He may grow a few more before we're done. On uh, my head. It hurts, huh? Yeah, yeah, it feels it. Oh, it's you. Yeah, that's right. I'm still here. Uh-huh. Let, let me, uh, uh... Should you, Joe? Yeah, you, you can sit in that chair. Hey, look, Mister, don't try anything because something new's been added since you left us. This gun. I see it. Uh, think you're ready to talk business again now? There's nothing to discuss. Yes, there is. We um, we had a board of directors meeting. We decided to cut the price to two thousand. No, no, twenty-five thousand. Not interested. Well, we decided something else in that meeting. Really? Yeah. Strategy. How to make you pay the twenty-five? dollars That's not possible. Well, not even if we called the newspapers and gave them the story on your marriage to Lucy? I wouldn't listen to a cheap hoodlum like you. Well, you're forgetting I got proof. But that'd take too much time. I got even a better way. And that's to call your girlfriend Mildred. I'm not listening to any of these shakedowns. You know something, Joe?
4: I bet he don't think you'd have nerve enough to call her.
1: Well, you think I
4: should show him? Yeah. Well, huh.
1: Give me that address book. Sure. Here. Yeah. Well, that's my address book. Yeah, Barbara can be passed out. Uh, Lucy, the number's, um, uh, uh, Quincy 7 2932. 2932. Yeah, get her on the phone. Okay. Wait. Huh? Never mind. Oh, call her, baby. Hello. There's never anybody on that switchboard. Yes? Hello. Uh, This is Mrs. Kent. Lucy! (sighs) Yes, Mrs. Kent? Mrs. Kent. Do you still think you should make that call? Hang up, stupid. But, George. Shut up and start packing. Leaving town for? Yeah, on your two G's. But before we go, I'm going to make sure that you keep quiet.
3: This is the apartment right here, Mr. Taylor. You got a key? Yes, sir. But like I told you, the Kent's left here five minutes ago. They had bags with them like they were going away. Oh, I'd still like to see the apartment. Sure thing. This should do it here. Can't say where they were going? No, sir. You know, they took a cab. Well, they didn't say. There aren't many this hour of the morning. Go ahead, sir. Thanks. This furniture belongs to the house. They rented the place this way. I see. What's that? I don't know. Sounds like it's coming from behind this door over there. That's a closet. There's someone in there. He's locked in. I've got a key that should fit that. Good. This guy in here could be the one you're looking for. Could be Mr. Spencer. There. Hey, bound and gag. Untie the gag, will you? I'll get the ropes. Sure thing.
1: Is he the missing guy? Yep. There you go, mister.
3: Thank you. I'll have your legs untied in a minute, Spencer. Uh, Thanks, Rich Taylor. Well, where are the cans? Uh, gone. Uh, where to? Well, I was hoping you'd have the answer to that one. No, that doesn't. Here again. Ah, oh, Thanks. Well, Spencer, your practical joke didn't turn out so well, did it? Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever your problem was, you were a fool to attempt to handle it yourself. I know that now. Tommy, did uh, you pay these people any money? They forcibly took 2000 from me. Get away, Money, huh? Yeah, I imagine so. Well, I guess I can kiss it goodbye. I don't imagine they'll be easy to find. I some something that might help. What is it? Let me get to the phone, please. Joe?
1: Joe, what are you doing? the bag in the trunk compartment. What for? So we'll have them, stupid. Yeah, but if the car won't start, you'll only have to take him out again. The car will start as soon as we get that wire connected. But when will that be? Lucy, you heard the man yourself. He said he was going up to the front of the garage to get a new wire. Then he'd be right back. But he hasn't come back. Oh. No. <laughs> Look, Joe, my complaint is we've kept the car in this garage for over two years. We certainly deserve better service than this. Oh, shut up. Joe? Now what is it? It's Mr. Spencer. Hello there, Joe. Huh?
3: How did you get here? Uh, Mr. Taylor, I'll let you explain that. I found a bill from this garage in your apartment, Joe. Huh? I called here just before you arrived. The attendant was kind enough to stall you until we could get here. Who are you? I'm a special agent of
2: the FBI. Joe Kent and his wife, Lucy, were both tried and convicted for extortion. They were sentenced to long terms in the federal penitentiary. And so the careers of two more shakedown artists were ended by your FBI but ended only after the potential victim had placed himself in great jeopardy by attempting to deal with the criminals himself. You wouldn't ask a plumber to pull a tooth for you, nor would you ask a dentist to fix a leaky pipe. Yet you will, you do, ask yourself to perform a job of dealing with criminals when there is at your disposal every type of law enforcement agency you need. Remember this, and do your part in curbing the crime wave. When you receive any kind of threat, Notify your local police, or your state law enforcement officers, or your FBI. Crime is their business.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.